Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Welcome to Better at Everything, a no-bullshit, wholly practical self-help show for anyone who feels stuck. Last week, you heard from the End of Procrastination's co-authors, Peter Ludwig and Adela Schicker. Today, we'll turn it back over to them to talk more about personal vision and how it can curb your bad habits. So, hi and welcome back. Today, we would like to talk about a funny phenomenon that happens to us, no matter where we go around the globe. Clients and readers and people, they ask us almost always the same questions. And so today we would like to talk about one specific one that we get asked a lot and maybe explain a little bit with the answer, what we're trying to achieve and how can we help. I'm starting out at a large company and know what my ultimate goal is, but the thought of working my way to the top is extremely daunting. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and thinking of work 24-7, which leaves me feeling burnt out and not quite sure how to reach my goals. How do I regain focus so I'm not overwhelmed with the end goal? So um, there is a lot of research on the causes of depressions these days, and uh, it shows us that uh, one of major uh, causes of the growth of depression is a lack of meaning at work. And when you have no meaning at work, it means that you're procrastinating it. So I think that the solution is to find a better way how to motivate uh, yourself to the work. And uh, in our book, there are covered three types of motivation. Yeah. The first is extrinsic motivation. There is more than 100 uh, big research that shows us that it's not the best way how to motivate yourself. Because if you are motivated by just by carrot and stick, by some extrinsic factors, you don't enjoy what you do. And you don't do it because you want, but because you must do. So it means that then you are not uh, happy while you are doing or uh, no, performing those tasks. And it means in your brain you have a lower rate of serotonin and dopamine. Those, those are substances that are involved in our happiness. But not only happiness, they are involved in our creativity, uh, in our memory, and in our ability to improvise, and so on and so on. So if you are under influence of extrinsic motivation, your brain works much, much worse. Yeah. And, but the problem is that, for example, many schools are still uh, using the extrinsic motivation. Many companies still use extrinsic motivation. So, But there is a solution, and it's switch from extrinsic motivation to intrinsic motivation. And intrinsic motivation is something very different. Uh, it starts in the moment when you realize what you really want to do. Not what your mother wants to do, not what your colleagues want to do, but what really uh, is the thing you personally want to do. And it starts with what we call personal vision. Personal means that's uh, vision you made it. And um, But there can be 
uh, a pitfall because there are two kinds of intrinsic motivation. First is uh, intrinsic motivation by goals. And you really can hear this kind of uh, motivation or this kind of advices from many, many coaches, many, many uh, personal self-help books. But it has few uh, drawbacks. Like if you are just focusing on goals in your personal life, like to finish school, to get a degree, to find a job, to to have two kids, to build a house, to sell the house and to retire and so on. <laughs> it means that you are always looking uh, for something more. And it often means that you are unhappy with the present moment you have. So if you, uh, for example, put a, a picture of your car you want, and you know that you don't have the card yet, you feel unhappy. Yeah, so uh, focusing on goals um, often means that you are unhappy in the present moment because you're still missing those goals. And the other big problem is that, yeah, you are motivated by goals. So you are working, working. It's, it is intrinsic motivation. So you are much more productive than with extrinsic motivation. So it means that it's much better. But if you reach the goal, you experience something what we call emotion or state of joy. Uh, your dopamine level goes up. You feel very happy when you reach the goal. If you finish uh, the high school, if you finish your university, if you buy that flat, if you buy that car, you feel happy. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. But the problem is uh, what is called um, hedonic adaptation. Hedonic adaptation means that the happiness uh when you reach the, the goal, it's very short term. It can last a few hours, it can last a few days, but often not more than a few weeks. And there is a lot of examples of uh, Olympic uh, medals winners. After they win the gold medal, they were happy only less than one week. Or there is example of uh, people that they win a, a Nobel Prize and they experience the same. Like they, they told in the interviews that their happiness was very short, short term. So even if you reach the biggest goals, you can imagine still there is hedonic adaptation. So your happiness is very short. And uh, people that they are oriented only on goals, they try to solve it and they set another goal, even bigger goal. And uh, it's a loop. Yeah? It's, uh, and there can be addiction. We call, uh, sometimes we call those people like goal junkies because they are addicted on uh, reaching bigger, bigger goals, even in business life, even in personal life. So intrinsic motivation by goals is uh, very, very dangerous in terms of happiness because you are not happy in the present moment and in terms of hedonic adaptation because you always need something bigger and you uh, want more and more. But uh, the good news uh, is that there is a third uh, type of motivation. We call it uh, motivation, intrinsic motivation by path. And the main difference is that you are not focusing on reaching goals, but you are focusing to enjoy everyday life. Uh, you are focusing uh, to enjoy what you do. And there is old saying that the path is the destination and it is really supportive of current research. Uh, because if you are doing something that is meaningful for you and you are using your strengths and when you are performing that activity, you get in the state of flow, what is called flow. Psychology called the state of flow. Sta- time stops for you and you really enjoy the task. And 
the state of flow is really opposite to procrastination because if you are procrastinating, you are not enjoying what you do, uh, you don't feel good. But when you are in a state of flow, your serotonin and dopamine level goes up. So you are happier, you are more productive, you are uh, more creative. So uh, the really solution is to find an ideal path for your life, both in personal life, both in um, uh, work life or business life. So, and how to find that kind of motivation? Uh, it is uh, about finding your strengths. Strengths are very important. So there are many, many online tests. You can test yourself and you can find what are your uh, virtues. And second, a very important thing is to find uh, a purpose. Yeah to do something that is beyond you, to, to find a way how to serve others, how to improve society. And it's not about a huge thing. It's about small steps and small details on everyday basis. So you can, you can prepare a green tea for your colleagues. You can uh, help your client and do something that you don't have to do, but uh, you do it as a uh, random, a small act of kindness. Yeah. So, uh, and if you use those, those, those ideas, it really can help you to motivate yourself much better. Not focus on goals, get rid of extrinsic motivation and uh, try to find more flow on everyday basis. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I love the idea of what we say in the book about the, we separate it into ego 1.0 and ego 2.0. It's what Peter says when you have this, the meaning, but you actually help others as well. So the ego 1.0 is the idea that you do things for yourself, which you have to. You have to feed yourself. You have to clothe yourself. You have to take care of yourself, of course. It's like in the airplane when it crashes, you know, first give the mask to yourself and then help others. But on the other hand, you have to really have this ego 2.0 when you're doing something selfless. And we talk a lot about heroism. It has a whole chapter in the book and it, it's great, but not all of us wear red capes, but we can do little steps on daily basis and again, supported by science, there are parts of brains and different um, different levels of chemicals that are actually released in your brain. They actually make you feel even better than you do normally. And this again, and I'm going to keep on saying that because I, I love in the part of company that we do, I take care of the companies and the trainings. It's not, again, just something that you do in your personal life. It's something that you do as a team, as a company. And that's why companies that run for charity runs or that are trying to support a cause that are not just thinking selflessly, but are doing something for others. That's why they have happier employees. And that's why you have something like team cohesion. That all comes from the idea of the ego 2.0, meaning doing something for others. 
And there, there is very important research on uh, happiness and performance at work. And uh, they come up with the idea there are free relationship to work you can have. First is uh, what they call job. It means that you do uh, what you do just for money, just for paycheck. The second uh, is called career. It means that your motivation is to grow uh, on, a, on a corporate ladder, for example, or to have um, more and more and bigger and bigger positions. And the third one is calling, and it really is about finding ego 2.0 at work, uh, to find a purpose in what you do. And uh, people with calling uh, at work, uh, they live much longer. It's the key to longevity. Uh, they have a uh, lower rate of cardiovascular diseases, lower rate of strokes, and they are much happier. And that means that uh, they have better relationship with their colleagues and uh, both uh, they have better relationship both at work and in private lives. And um, there's important study that shows us, and it's a big meta-analysis, that it shows us that if you are happier at work, your performance goes actually up. So it means that uh, it's not that results, they uh, lead to happiness. It means that when you are happy, your results uh, goes up. So uh, there is a beautiful quote on that. Uh, that is from Albert Schweitzer, that uh, Nobel Prize, uh, Peace Nobel Prize winner. It follows like success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you do, you will be successful. So it's really about the path, not the destination. It's not about reaching KPIs only. Yeah, KPIs are important. We are uh, we are all working in a corporate world that uh, yeah, reaching goals is important, but it shouldn't be the first thing. Yeah. It's It can be like 80% focus on path, or and only 20% focus on KPIs, goals, and uh, so on. So the, the main part should be like enjoy what you do on everyday everyday basis. And uh, the key to happiness at work is really to have a strong sense of purpose, not to do the work just because of the money or because of your ego that you are growing somewhere, but um, to serve the others. And if you are, for example, manager of big company, you can do the, the job to help your colleagues to grow. Uh, you can focus on um, improving the uh, corporate culture because there is a data these days that people are not leaving jobs because uh, of money, but because of bad culture. So corporate culture is really key how to improve performance of teams. And we, we uh, want to spread the idea that uh, good culture really can help uh, to increase results. So if I am a manager and I really want just to grow the company, I really should focus on corporate culture first. So it's, uh, and it works on in every, every uh, field. Yeah, it works in uh, big firms, it works in startups, it works in um, like machinery firms because uh, focusing on uh, corporate culture uh, should be the main purpose of what managers can do. And there, there's a beautiful example uh, of a company named Novo Nordisk that is the number one producer of insulin around the globe. And they have like more than 50% all, all insulin market. And uh, we were there in the company 
And when you enter their office, you really see very high level of very happy, very smiling people. And it can come up in your mind that, well, they are a pharmaceutical company and they know how to make happy people. But not that's not the case. I had a chance to have a deep discussion with uh, uh, people from their C-level. It is family business. And I, I have a discussion with the one from the actually the family that, that uh, founded the company before. And I asked him, what is the reason why you have such a happy employees here? And he told me that the key to happiness at work is really the strong corporate mission. He told me that um, they their mission is really to help people with diabetes to live better lives. And it's not a f- empty phrase. Yeah. If you are there, you really see that uh, they have a lot of very intelligent people and they are really working hard to help people with diabetes to live better lives. So that's why they invented uh, Novopen, that is an uh, applicator of insulin that doesn't hurt. Or uh, there was a story that during uh, a war, they g- gave insulin for free to both sides because they really want to help people. So, and uh, if you are talented, uh, if you live in Denmark, you really want to work for them because uh, they are like one of the best employees uh, in Denmark and uh, it's about their culture. And the core of good corporate culture is uh, authentic mission. Not the empty phrase, but really authentic mission. And the managers and the people, they really... Uh, should believe or in what they do. If it's empty, you cannot motivate people by by values. If those are, if those values are just empty phrases, so that's the problem of many companies. They have missions, they have values, but no one uh, believes in them. But if it is authentic, if there is a CEO or manager and that uh, is really believing in uh, what he does. Like, for example, in these days, Elon Musk and or that there is a lot of good examples of people that they really believe that they are changing something in the world and it can really inspire people. I want to share one Japanese uh, proverb with you, and it really describes two main problems people uh, usually have. And it follows like this. Vision without action is a daydream. An action without vision is a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, if you want to fight procrastination, you need both. Both vision and then follow the vision with an action. So the next episode will be focused on how to perform better action, how to uh, master your willpower, how to organize your task priorities. But for now, uh, thank you for listening and see you uh, next week uh, in a new episode. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening, and please hit subscribe. If you're enjoying the show, leave a rating and review on your podcast app. To learn more about how to stop postponing and live a more fulfilled life, visit procrastination.com slash book. Hi, I'm Mike Lewis, and I host a podcast called When to Jump. For years, I dreamed of playing the professional squash tour. The problem is when you become an adult, no one really tells you when to go do what you love. So I reached out to other people who had made their own big career jumps. And I asked these people how they knew they were ready. And what I found was that no one regretted the decision to jump. 
On my show, When to Jump, you can hear those inspiring conversations, learn from amazing innovators like Sheryl Sandberg, Ariana Huffington, Seth Godin, and more. So give it a listen. Find When to Jump wherever you get your podcasts. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace.